This podcast is intended for adult audiences. Over the age of 18, it contains adult language and situations. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to us, and not of any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individuals. This podcast is not intended to be taken as professional advice. Welcome to the Swing Nation Podcast, a podcast by swingers for swingers, where we look to educate others and push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions associated with our lifestyle. Come with us and share our pineapple journey as we travel the globe, interview the experts, learn and grow together. Join the nation. So Lacey, people are asking, how do they get to go to a party or an event with us? They check out swingersociety.net. You create a profile, you sign up for an event, and you come hang out with us. It's super easy. That's right. If you want to party with us and the other faces and names that you know from social media and TikTok, head on over to swingersociety.net. Can't wait to see you there. Sexual health care can be so much more than STI testing. WISP offers services like emergency contraception, helping delaying your period, UTI treatments, and so much more. They even have a product called the OMG Cream that helps provide more fulfilling orgasms for women. WISP provides same-day prescriptions and can give you discreet treatment in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Check out the link in our show notes or go to hellowisp.com and use code SWING for 15% off. Most people have unprotected oral sex, right? Be honest. Now think about your last STD test. Did your doctor tickle your throat with something that looked like a giant Q-tip? Probably not. Yet that's the only way to check for oral gonorrhea or chlamydia, which are often asymptomatic. You need a better doctor. You need shamelesscare.com. Use coupon code TSN at checkout. Hey there, pineapple people, and welcome to the Swing Nation podcast. We are your host, Northern Guy. And Southern Girl. In today's episode, we have a special guest for you. We do. Um, she's a lawyer by day. Um, a, uh, I think I'd say adult content creator by night. A non-monogamous. Um, she blogs about her, her, her life, her sex life, um, and she posts some of it on her spicy pages. Um, and she's here to talk about it. So welcome, Sydney. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How we'd like to start is um, have you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of what got you to where you are? How, how did your journey kind of unfold? Yeah, so I think it probably starts a long time ago. I was married for 13 years. And during that time, I really came out of it thinking that monogamy probably wasn't for me if I got a chance to do everything all over again. And so the first person I reached out to, because it was the middle of the pandemic when I got divorced, happened to have been in the lifestyle before and was very open to that idea. And he's now my husband. So I like really lucked out that the first person I found was exactly what I was looking for. Um, so you so, knew about the lifestyle, like you, like kind of, I don't know, how do you describe right. like, did, did, uh, I guess, did you know, I guess yeah. is more of the question, did you, when you were in that monogamous I, relationship? 
I didn't really know that the lifestyle existed. I just knew that I was looking for what ultimately is the lifestyle. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to have a threesome. I wanted to have experiences that I hadn't had before. And when I shared that with him, he was like, oh, there's all these websites. We can go on all these different apps and we can find other people. So he was joking with me. He's like, I'll be your Sherpa. Like I'll guide you <laughs> through all of these experiences. And so um, it's been really fun exploring together. And that's kind of how I got to adult content creation is that um, there's so many fun stories that we have through the lifestyle that I thought it would be, I wanted to share them somewhere. So what you guys are doing to help sort of take down stigma around swinging is amazing. And if I can be even a small part of that, that would always be the goal. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I think part of why your story sticks out and I read a little bit on your, your blog and you know, your, your about me section there, you know, as you, you, it seems like you had the, the American dream, like the, you know, when we were kids, everybody tells you, okay, when you grow up, you're supposed to do a B and C. And, and in your case, you went to college, you, you got, you became a lawyer. Um, you know, I think you, you mentioned you were part of a sorority. Um, you know, you were, top of your class and you graduate and you, you yep. know, law school and you go and you pass the bar and, you know, now you're working as a lawyer. And, and I think most people would say like, well, that's what you were supposed to do. Like why, yeah. why would, you know, you're married yeah. for 13 years and you're doing all the things you're supposed to do. So that didn't work for you though, for some reason. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the thing when you're kind of conditioned, especially little girls were conditioned that you're supposed to want to get married and have a big wedding and be a wife and a mom and all of these things. And if you just go along with that without questioning it at all and asking yourself what you really want, I just found myself in a position where I was thinking, does this make everyone happy? Cause it doesn't make me happy. <laughs> like there's gotta be a little bit more to all of this. And so I think my biggest thing as a parent, what I hope to do, if I can leave them as intact as they are as humans so that they kind of know who they are, what they want, and that they don't have to do what everyone says they have to do because maybe they'll figure it out before 40 then. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that on so many levels. Like when you said that, because I haven't read, this is Dan and I's dynamic. He does all the research and then I just sit down and like talk and learn. So I didn't, I mean, I knew you were a lawyer and some of the base, so I didn't realize that. And I can relate to that so much because I also did everything the way you were supposed to. You know, I got married. We didn't live together before we got married. I went to college. We waited so many years before we had a baby. We just did everything by the book and it still fell apart and when it fell apart, I was like, I've been doing everything for to make everyone else happy. It's time to like live for me and do the things that I yeah. want to do. And so like I think that makes the lifestyle so much more enjoyable because I can realize like how amazing it is just to be your true self and not what everyone else wants you to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's such a powerful message and and you know especially in your case like you know some other people maybe they just don't enjoy their jobs or maybe they're you know working a dead-end job or something like that but you know with you it seems like you did all the right things and you're kind of like where most little girls would look up and be like one day i hope to be like sydney and, and you're in that position and you're just like this is not me what am i what am i doing with my life yeah i i mean i think the bravest thing you can be is yourself And it takes sometimes, especially if what you're trying to do isn't 
what everyone else is doing. Um, so if I had a daughter, that would be the message for sure for little girls. And I was, I was president of my sorority. I was top of my class at law school. Like I did everything I was supposed to. And I think, um, the best part of growing up is realizing that you really can do what you want to do you don't have to please everybody else. So, um, I am just so thankful for like being where I am today and not being stuck in a place that wasn't fulfilling me. I think we kind of honor value fantasy in our society. Like fantasy makes life so much better. And when you actually get to live it, you guys know it's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I parallel you in the ways that I, I was in a monogamous relationship and married for 13 years as well. And I can remember, you know, during uh, maybe similar to you and similar to Lacey is during that time, I can remember well, I still had all these fantasies, right? I, you know, I'd wait until my my ex-wife would fall asleep and I'm on the Internet, like Google and shit and looking at things. And ultimately, you know, that leads to maybe texting somebody and, you know. So I was I was not a good husband in, in a lot of ways, but I had all these curiosities and all these fantasies and and no outlet to to explore that. You know what I mean? And so I take responsibility for my part of that, but it definitely I I've had that since I think since I was, you know, young, right? The teenager or, or younger. I've mm -hmm. always been very, very sexual. I just had no outlet for it. And and like you said, we're kind of pushed into this box where once you're married to somebody, that's supposed to be that's supposed to scratch the itch. That's supposed to be that's your love of your life, and they're supposed to fulfill all your needs and all your wants and all your desires. And and if you desire anything outside of that or have fantasies outside of that, then there's something wrong with you that needs to be fixed. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of the opposite. The loudest way to love someone is to just meet them where they are, and so that's probably the biggest way to love yourself is if to give yourself what you actually need and what you deserve. Um, so I think it's really, especially when it comes to ethical non-monogamy too, I find it takes a lot more communication to make an open relationship like this work. And I think it keeps us really healthy and grounded because we are constantly having conversations about what we want and what's working for us and what's not working for us. Um, because of the lifestyle. Do you guys find that too? No, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a misconception as I think a lot of people, you know, there's people that turn to the lifestyle because maybe they don't have the best sex life in their, their current relationship or, or maybe they're struggling and having issues in their current relationship. And I always compare that to like the, let's have a baby to save our marriage kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. I think if you turn yeah. to the lifestyle to try to save your marriage, it's just like trying to have a baby to save your marriage. It's just going to expose all the weaknesses, all the cracks. Um, right. you're, it's going to fail. And, and I think that's maybe part of why the lifestyle has such a bad rap because couples do do that and ultimately they do fail. And then they probably go tell their friends, Oh, we tried to swinging thing and it didn't work out. For, you know, it ruined our relationship when truly their relationship was already in peril and they, they kind of tried to turn to swinging like is a lifeline and it just didn't work for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think. If you're coming to it with an open mind and you're, you and your partner are on the same page, it can actually add so much value to your relationship. Um, the period of like reclaiming each other after you actually are with other people is like the intensest form of bonding I've ever experienced. Um, so I found that 
having tried both, I feel like ethical non-monogamy works better for me than any sort of traditional relationship. Right. And, and I, I, you know, the thing for us is let people have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. In today's society, yeah. it seems like monogamy is, you know, that's the, the, the relationship structure that our society is built for. And if you're venturing outside of that, then society looks down on you. But I feel like we grow up and we have these experiences. I don't know if this was unique to my Midwest upbringing, but like in high school, if there was a group of like eight of us and we were all coupled up, like we'd be making out on the couch next to each other watching movies or in college, like your roommate has someone over and they're hooking up and they're like right there. I I feel like we grow up sort of, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, now when we're adults, we're just not supposed to ever have those types of fantasies again, or it's supposed to be weird. It's really not. It's kind of something that we as humans do. Yeah. It, it, it's funny you say that. And we've I've heard people say it's like when you get married, you flip a light switch and all of a sudden now you're supposed to be this purist and this, you know, mm-hmm. because you're right. You never have any feelings about someone else again. Right. Because yeah. if I walked into, you know, I was in the army for 21 years. And if I walked into the, the army and was like, oh, me and my wife hooked up with this couple, people would look at me like I was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. But the guy yeah. next to me who's single can, can talk about his five Tinder dates that he had over the weekend and all these right. girls he banged. And people are high-fiving him, right? And they're like, oh, that's awesome. You're mm-hmm. so cool, man. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. But if I – me in, in a married relationship, if I talked about that, I not only is it taboo, but I, I might lose my my 20-year Army career because of I'm talking about it. You know what I mean? So I don't understand what the difference between A and B is, but they're definitely – in society, there is a difference. Yeah, I don't understand the difference either. And I – especially what you said before, choice. Like I would never advocate for someone to join the lifestyle like – we're not out here like actively recruiting people to join the lifestyle. Like people come looking because they are interested in experiences. Um, but why, why does our choice to live a little bit different life matter or how does it impact anyone else's choices? I think there's room for everyone to live the life that they're trying to live. I would agree with that. So, okay. So you're married for 13 years. You're, you're, mm-hmm. I, I guess you graduated law school. You're practicing law at that point in time. So d- did you go to your partner at that point in time and say, and say, I have these fantasies and these desires. Was that ever a conversation or was it a conversation you didn't know to have or feel like you could have? Cause I feel like, you know, there's probably people listening that I found our podcast or stumbled across Lacey on TikTok, and they're in that place, right? They're in this relationship and maybe they have these curiosities, but they're not sure what to do about it. And maybe they're not sure if the partner they're with is the right person. So like, what, what did that look like for you? I guess is my question. Yeah. I don't think I knew enough about my own wants and desires back then to really express it to him. It wasn't until the marriage had kind of fallen apart and we were living separately And I was thinking about what dating looked like for me now that I was not really married, that I realized that I, I had never, ever really experienced anything when I was younger and I wasn't going to give up on these opportunities to actually have fantasies fulfilled now. So I, 
I wish I would have known myself well enough to ask my ex about it. Maybe it could have opened something up in our relationship if and brought us closer because I've experienced really positive things with my current husband. So, right. um, so, th- so that first relationship I, that that didn't work out for other reasons. It wasn't like you were going to him, baby. Yeah. Going, baby, I would really like to have a threesome, <laughs> and he's like, Sydney, no. crazy. That is never happening. Yeah. Uh, we are, you know, I mean, the line. I think he knew. Like, I've always he knew you were a freak. You're saying women too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he knew that. Like. Given the chance and the right circumstances, I would love to be with another woman, but I don't think he put two and two together that like that could be an experience for both of, both of us. Yeah. Was he yeah. jealous of that though? Like, cause I've, I've heard that before that there are men out there that know their, their partner has curiosities about the same sex and it's almost like they're, they're, they don't want them to have that experience. Was, was he open? Would no, he- it wasn't like that at all. I think it's just, I don't know. The Midwest. He is knew, but a because of society more... and stuff, it wasn't anything you were ever going to explore. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like he very much subscribed to the like you do X, Y, and Z to get to happiness, and we're going right. to do these things. So you were, we're together doing back. all the right things that society said yeah. you were supposed to do, and on the up and up, and you're you're living the American dream and following societal he... norms, so to speak. Yeah. He... Okay. I yet I haven't really exactly had these conversations with him about my current life, so I'm sure I'm gonna have to at some <laughs> so he's point. In du- he's in the dark. <laughs> I always wonder, you know, because our ex spouses I, know. I mean, yeah, ours. I always wonder if they look back and be like, "Man, I wish I'd known that about them then." You know, like I don't. Yeah. know. my ex probably not, but I, maybe I don't yours. think I don't <laughs> no? think so. No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I. I mean, I, to be fair, I told him I was starting this blog and I was writing and that it's erotica. So, and I told him he could check it out if he wanted to. And he said, that's all I need to know. I don't want to check <laughs> it out. Good. So I was like, okay. So uh, fast forward to your current relationship. Did you, have you all like, I know he kind of helped you explore these things. Was it always you and him or did you do any type of swinging as a single female? So I had one other I had a threesome when I was like newly single and with um a girlfriend and a guy that she had had threesomes with before Mm -hmm. and so that was like pretty exciting I really liked that and I wanted that to not stop just because I found someone I wanted to date. So literally we have sex night one and we're laying there like snuggling afterwards. And I'm like, I can never be monogamous again. Like, yeah, you're really cool, but sorry, I can't ever do monogamy. And he's like, Oh shit, we're going to have to get married. Aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) That's very similar to Dan and I, because I mean, I was a single female in the lifestyle. So I did have some time by myself, but it was kind of like we were falling for each other and also trying to figure out what non-monogamy looks like as you're falling in love with somebody. And that's not, a lot of people don't talk about that um, because that's not your typical situation. Most people have been married for 10 plus years and then they decide they want to be swingers. 
So it's kind of interesting yeah. to like chat with somebody that kind of went through the same thing that yeah. we did. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I came out of a 13 year marriage and in my, you know, mindset coming out of this was like, I've been lied to my whole life. I did the things I was supposed to do. I, I, you know, got the white picket fence in the house and, and all this stuff. And, and it just, it, I wasn't happy in that situation and to it failed. And so I'm never, I don't want to go down that road ever again. I, me right. as a single male who's inter- you know, acting with females and having fun, like this seems to make more sense to me. <laughs> I don't know, don't want to go back to what I was doing. And and I don't even think, you know, kind of what you said, I don't even know if I knew that I wanted to be a non-monogamous or me I wanted either. to be a swinger. I just knew I didn't want to live that life that I had been in for that yeah. 13 years that, I, you know, I didn't fit in that box for whatever reason. And in a lot of ways, I felt like there must be something wrong with me because I didn't fit in that box. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, Hey, there, maybe I'm just not <laughs> that type of person. That's why what you're doing with building such a sense of community for swingers everywhere. It's amazing. Cause it's going to help so many people not have that sense of like, is there something wrong with me? Just knowing that, I mean, of course not. There's this whole community of people that are out there and engaging and supportive of, you know, everything you want to do for your life. Okay. So you meet this new guy and and you yes. confess to him, I am not a monogamist. That's not the life for me. Yeah. And he says, oh, well, <laughs> let me unveil the curtain of this <laughs> other life that could be yeah. an option for you that I have experience in. And then you guys start yeah. to meet people and swing or swap. You're bringing in single yeah. females. All so of it. it was like right in the heart of COVID. So we... And I'm pretty immune compromised. So we were trying to be very selective about what we were doing and who we were seeing. So we did a lot of Zoom dating, which is weird as you're like with another couple on Zoom trying to see if there's chemistry. Um, But ultimately, the first summer we had, I think, yeah, we had a lot of really fun experiences. I mean, we did... (laughs) It's okay. Um, you can say anything friend, on this podcast. Nobody's going to do it. He had a friend, Mike, from we called it Two Dick Tuesday. And <laughs> his friend, Mike, would come over every Tuesday and we'd have an um, MFM threesome. And literally, with Mike, we just had immediate chemistry and it was so much fun because they were already friends. And so they were just like really a good team. Like there was a lot of teamwork <laughs> at one point. <laughs> My husband is like... Everybody needs a friend named Mike. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, right? It was... Mike moved away and I'm still sad about it because I miss... We used to get tacos after we had oh. our threesome. So it was like the ultimate Tuesday. Yeah. Two that's... Taco Tuesday. Now, <laughs> we need to start that. <laughs> yes. It's Tuesday, actually. Can We're we re- alternate Tuesday? It's going to be like two dick Tuesday and then like two taco Tuesday and the next week. Taco, that two seems taco fair, Tuesday. Right? And we can still tacos after both days. I was going to say, as long as we get uh-huh. tacos after, I'm good with it. <laughs> All right. So Mike starts to come over. Mike starts yeah. to come over and you're, you're experimenting with him. So you, you, I, yes. if I'm getting, if I'm asking two personal questions, we can cut it out, but no. you got, you're doing all the things you're doing DP, DVP, you're doing all that stuff. You're, yeah. you're interested in that. You're trying those things. Yes, absolutely. And, um, like I didn't realize until this point in my life that I could squirt and like that was happening and that was a happy surprise. <laughs> And yeah, so 
the threesomes with him were really, really fun. I find, I think because we did a little bit of hanging out like before and after, and we actually really enjoyed hanging out with Mike, um, the sex was just that much better. I think you guys probably experienced that too. It looks like you have an we awesome do. group of people. We do. Yeah. We're very fortunate to have really good friends around us. And I, you know, some swingers are scared of friendships and like kind of breaking down those walls that, you know, not quite poly, but not, you know, not just regular swingers. And, um, but we've really kind of embraced the friendships. And I think, it, yeah, it makes things so much more comfortable. It may, you know, the friendships are amazing. If we ever needed anything, they're, you know, the first ones here to help. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think that that definitely makes the sex better. Well, and it's funny. If you go back and probably listen to our podcast two years ago, we were probably saying things like we don't get fa- fa- feelings involved or mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we swing definitely and we keep evolved. the feelings out of it. And here we are like two yeah. years later and we're like. No, the best sex is when you can trust people and you have a connection with mm-hmm. them yeah. and you feel comfortable with them. That's Those are the best interactions. But I also think that's like part of growing as a swinger too. Like in the beginning, you're scared. You're scared of everything. And you. I think slowly as you get more comfortable, sort of the layers start to peel away and you get more comfortable with things and people. And I think it's okay. But it's also okay if you don't want to be friends with people. <laughs> Yes, because I don't want anybody to get upset. Because I get, I get it. You know, there's there's something to be said for one no. night stands for sure. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, is there's no hard. wrong way to do. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong way to swing. It's just whatever. I find that for me, I like a little bit of a connection, and that sometimes the vanilla stuff, like going out for tacos or meeting for a drink, is it adds as much to the experience because it just helps things feel yeah, smoother. And at the risk of, of, of sounding sexist, what, what I have noticed over the, the last few years or whatever of doing this is it seems like a lot of females need that trust factor, right? Like I, you need to be able to trust somebody that they're not going to hurt you or that they're going to, they have your best interest in mind. And it's hard to do that with a complete stranger that just walked through the door, but somebody that you can relate with, right. that you can talk mm-hmm. to, that you feel comfortable with, like, to let somebody put your uh, their dick in your ass or, you know, whatever the case may be, you need some kind of comfort level with that person. That's I, didn't think the, the, I didn't know that's where you were well, going with that. But any of it, but you know what I mean? Or, or to choke you or to, you know, no, I agree. You yeah, or I any agree. of those, like to bring sex to that next level where you kind of start yeah, exploring some of those more intense or, you know, like that, that higher. No, you're not stuff. wrong. Yeah. I just didn't know that's where you were going with that. You're absolutely correct. I'm not just going to let some random guy do some of the, you know, more advanced things <laughs> on me, but I definitely yes. will a friend that I'm more comfortable with. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. Is that how you feel too, Sydney? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I literally, one of my best friends to this day, we've been besties for like four years now. Um, we met her and really liked her and had sex with her. And then I was like, you're really cool. Like we need to be friend friends. Like not mm-hmm. just friends with benefits, but right. um, not just fuck friends. We need to be friends, friends. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I formed like some great relationships that started as sex and then turned into friendships too. Um, just because I feel like there's the like-mindedness that comes with the lifestyle that you feel a sense of acceptance with other people in the lifestyle that you don't get um, everywhere, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. You, you mentioned that as well. It's like, um, we've noticed over time that we were, we hang out with less and less vanilla people. And then also we're very good at taking lifestyle people that we've met and turning them into friends. Um, the few experiences where we're friends first and then try to go into the lifestyle aspect that usually doesn't, doesn't go well. And we haven't really haven't done that much, but Mm -mm. when we've seen people do that or try to do that, it seems like that doesn't work. But it's like, if you fuck first and then become friends, that seems to be an easier (laughs) path to take than the friends trying to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think you're right. I don't even know why that is, but it does seem to be the case. But it's very true. Yeah. Okay. I think now is the perfect time to take a little break and go listen to the partners and sponsors of the Swing Nation podcast. Um, And then Sydney, when we get back, I want to get into a couple more things. I want to learn more about your blog and your writing and stuff that you've been doing. I think you're you're working on a book or about to publish a book, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, And then um, I want to talk a little bit about um, you have a disease actually um, that has I I think affected your your self image and things like that. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that because I think that's important for maybe some of the people listening as well. So when we get back, we'll talk about all those things. We'll see you back on the other side of the break, guys. We here at the Swing Nation podcast are proud to partner with Promescent. Listen, guys, we've all been there. You're having a hot night with a hot chick, maybe a few hot chicks, but you need to kind of delay the time before you pull that trigger. That's where Promescent comes in. They have this awesome product called the Delay Spray. You literally spray it on and it delays the time that you orgasm so you can make sure that your partner is well taken care of. And as swingers, we're all about making sure our partners are well taken care of. And Promescent Delay Spray is the perfect product for that. Click the link in the show notes below to get yours today. Anxiety can cause ED. Like the kind you get while watching your partner with someone else. You're having the time of your life, yet are having stage fright. Most men in the lifestyle use prescription ED medication for this reason. Shameless Care should be your provider. Shameless is less expensive than other companies and has a 50-state network of physicians who are lifestyle-friendly. Use coupon code TSN for $30 off. Shamelesscare.com. Hey, Swing Nation listeners, it's Dan here, and I want to know why you haven't checked out Cassidy.com yet. Cassidy is a lifestyle website where you can connect with other swingers, see lifestyle events near you, and chat with attendees, as well as post travel plans to meet up with pineapple people across the country. We want you to try Cassidy completely risk-free by using the 90-day Elite Membership Trial link in our show notes, or by going to theswingnation.info and clicking on the Cassidy banner under Favorite Apps and Products. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. We're still sitting here uh, with Sydney talking all things lifestyle, swinging. Um, so when we before the break there, we, we mentioned um, you actually have a website where you blog about your experiences. So um, at what point in time did that website come into play um, and why did you decide to start writing about some of your experiences? Yeah, so... I- Probably about like nine months ago, I um, was in the hospital, really sick, and I was unable to work. And so I knew I needed a way to make money um, from home. And I'm thinking about 
all the things, all the tools I have and what I can do to make money from home. And sort of the most natural thing that came up was OnlyFans. Even my sister, (laughs) she's like, you should totally do an OnlyFans. And I was like. I love your sister. Does she know you're a swinger? She does. Although she's Mm. like a little, I mean, she doesn't always want to hear the detail details, but she knows. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, you should start an OnlyFans. And I thought that was an interesting idea. But I also really enjoy writing and I wanted to use my brain a little bit too since I couldn't work at the time. And so the idea to write about our lifestyle experiences came up and the thought was to post the sexy pictures as sort of a companion to um, (laughs) some of the stories. Yeah. And so we started the blog and I am hoping to turn it into a book. I'm just like a few chapters left of that. And um, I'll keep gathering up lifestyle experiences so I can keep writing about them. So you have an experience and then you literally just write a story about that experience. And then I'm assuming on your OnlyFans, you just post a couple of naughty pictures or whatever you're wearing for that on there so they can go and see what you look like. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like we went to an orgy in LA a few months ago and we got to wear like a really fun, sexy gown and it was a masquerade ball. So we have pictures like in our little mass and, um, Everyone starts out the night in their bow gowns, but then they end up in their lingerie. So we have both the ball gown picks and the lingerie picks that go with it. And that was a really fun night to write about, too, because it was pretty epic. Yeah. You were telling us about that uh, when we did a, the pre-interview, and it, it sounded pretty. Do you, do you want to share a little? Are you comfortable sharing a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I can definitely share a little bit about it. So... I'm just trying to. My lawyer brain is working right now because we had to sign an NDA. So I'm yeah, like, oh, no, that's fine. Gotcha. You can do. Not talk about. No, but so it was at this mansion in the Hollywood Hills, and um, everyone is the men are in tuxes, the women are in ball gowns, and you show up and you have to like turn in your cell phone, and it's very discreet. Um, but I think. The really cool thing about it is they had live performers that were like people that you would, I mean, like famous porn stars that you would see on like Pornhub performing a live scene. So that's kind of like the appetizer. Everyone's watching this like really intricate, amazing sex show from these professionals, which was really cool. And then there's five bedrooms and you can pick sort of a room you want to go in and go play with your partner or, you know, obviously ask and get consent to play with other people. Um, But it was just really, I mean, everyone there was like so sexy and it was really, really fun. That sounds like a perfect like story. It it also sounds sounds like the movies. Like Hollywood. Yeah. We (laughs) did ask a lot about NDAs because on TV people have seen people having to sign NDAs. So that's pretty cool that you have a story that you had to do that. That's because 
they ask us a lot. Like, have you ever had to? And we haven't. We've no, never, we've never been to a I party. I mean, we've yet. signed NDAs, but for other reasons, not for yeah, not for hot sex. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> I'm like, down. Let like, me sign. Let me sign yeah, up. like, how do we get this invite? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that um, that sounds super cool. Like, yeah. like a one in a lifetime. Well, and I also like the the live sex show things because yeah. we, we've been to a lot of swinger you know resorts and clubs and things like that, and and I've never seen that. And I'm. Maybe it's for legal reasons that you know some some jurisdictions won't yeah, allow that. Yeah, a private but, house party is but different. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very cool. So okay, you mentioned that you were sick and in the hospital and unable to work, yeah. and that's kind of what led to you um, starting this blog. And you know, in our pre-interview, we talked a little bit um, about that. Um, you, do you want to discuss that a little? Yeah. So I have. I had ulcerative colitis and I had to have my colon completely removed to help me get over being so sick. And so I can't really absorb food or nutrients or hydration like you're supposed to. So I have a port here that I get an IV three times a week and that helps keep me functioning. I've had like nine abdominal surgeries. So my stomach is just like a Jigsaw puzzle, like there's scars everywhere. Yeah. And one of my biggest fears when I first got divorced was like, who is going to want to have sex with me? Like I have all these really ugly scars and like weird medical things going on. And I finally, I think it was meeting my husband who was like, no, those scars are actually pretty badass. And like, Someone that's having sex with you is never going to care about a scar. Like I don't literally think, think women about. understand that, and I think being in the lifestyle has helped me realize that, and probably you too now. But men just love women, yeah. you know. They yeah. like if it's a surgery scar, if it's from having a baby, if it's stretch marks, they don't care about those things. They just love no. and appreciate women. And I think a lot of women are scared to get in the lifestyle because of that. They think that everyone's going to be picking them apart. And the truth is that does not happen. We only do that to ourselves. And that's the truth. Yeah. No, it's totally true. I think men are like just super pumped when they get to have sex. And then yeah. if you're throwing in like, oh, let's have sex with a group of people or like, two beautiful women at the same time. Yeah. They're really not worried about stretch marks or scars. And I, through the lifestyle, I've gained so much more confidence in my body too, because I've lived out some really amazing fantasies and everyone had a great time. And not once has a scar ever stopped me from like enjoying the moment. So just letting go of the fear around that and the need to feel perfect to be in the lifestyle because nobody's perfect yeah, at all. And I think that's really important of- for people to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I would encourage people, we'll put out your, we'll have you put out your website and your, your, your info at the end of the podcast here. But it's interesting to me, you know, you're talking about your scars and your port and stuff like that. And I've, I've gone to your Instagram page and looked at you're you beautiful. And, and people that are listening, obviously they, they can't see you, but, but Sydney is, is blonde. She, she almost looks like a, a Barbie doll. She has big tits and she has, <laughs> you know, she's very fit and in shape. Yeah. And I mean, she, she's a very beautiful woman, but we all Anybody are worse her and be like, Oh my yeah. gosh, she's gorgeous. Right. Um, and it's, it, it is interesting to me though. And I'm going to ask you about this. Um, I have gone to your Instagram page. I don't remember seeing any scars and I, I can't think that I've seen your port. So do you, do you show those or do you hide? Those? This, 
So this is a huge debate between me and my husband, and I want your opinions because I feel strongly that like sometimes I want to make a reel when I'm hooked up to my IV, like I'm dancing Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. a different kind of pole. I think it's funny. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think authenticity is probably the best way to grow a social media community because really social media is social. People want to feel connected to you, right? So I feel like authenticity is not what sells. It's what gets people connected to you. And then that Mm -hmm. ultimately is what helps get whatever message you're sending across, right? So if the goal is to get people to the OnlyFans, then I feel like being authentic is the way to go. But my husband thinks men want a very curated, like perfect image. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can understand that point. I can too. Yeah. But I agree with you. I agree. But like, I'm sitting here looking at you and I didn't even notice your port until you pointed it out. You know, so I think yeah. that like you can still have those things in your pictures and, but still be what, like the perfect image of what men yeah. thinks a beautiful woman yeah. is because it's not like you've got a red arrow pointing to it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right. there, but it, you know, you don't, it, it's not super noticeable. Well, I'll say this. So my opinion of that is I would a hundred percent show it and, and maybe even talk about it and, and highlight it in, in the ways that you're talking about it. Uh, and, and I think for two reasons, I think one, there's a lot of normal blonde Barbie dolls on Instagram with big tits and that mm-hmm. are skinny. You know I mean? There's a million of those, but there's only one yeah. Sydney and there's only one girl that has a story about, Hey, I had this disease and I've gone through this, you know, and it, I struggle with this daily. I have to go and get all these that, that people can connect with that. People will relate to you. People yeah. will m- maybe see you as more of a human. Cause I even know when I scroll Instagram and I see all these Barbie doll looking people, I'm like, that's not a real person. That that's, Right. That's a Playboy model yeah. or that's that's somebody that's not achievable. Right. That's not somebody that I can connect with and get to know because they're just some supermodel that they probably don't give a fuck about. And me, that's right? what we talk about OnlyFans a lot is that's why we feel like it's so successful because it's like women that are like almost attainable. You can talk to them. You can have conversations. They're real people, they're real people right. opposed to like someone you see on TV. Right. If I just wanted to see naked hot women, I can get on Pornhub and see naked hot women right. all day long, mm-hmm. every day for free. Right. But yeah. the reason a guy goes to an OnlyFans page is because he feels like he can connect to you. He saw you on TikTok. He yes. saw you on Instagram. He can listen to your reels. He knows your stories. The messages we get sometimes on social media about people that know like have listened to every episode of our podcast and know all these things. And they'll even reach out on OnlyFans and ask about, you know, very specific, like things about the cruise and, oh, what outfit did you wear? Like they want to connect with you as an individual. Yeah. And, to, and, you know, so that's one is I think for OnlyFans specifically having that niche that's this is me and I'm a real person and these are the, you know, this is, you know, my, my story I think is important. And then the second side of that is then you being that role model for everybody else, right? Because, you yeah. know, you have Crohn's disease, but there's a million different, you know, diabetes and all these other diseases that people right. have ports and people, you know, cancer and scars. And, you know, like there's so many women out there that probably struggle with the same things you do is I don't want people to see my scars. I don't want people to see my port. Um, but that doesn't make them any less beautiful. And, cer- you know, certainly in your case, uh, you're a prime example of that. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. I, I think I want to start not editing those things out. I think you've helped weigh the scales in favor of doing it. So thank you for... I think it's important for women to see it too. I think it like, 
some yeah. if a woman's wanting to get in the lifestyle and she's maybe struggled with something and has a scar or maybe has a port and seeing mm-hmm. women like you who are in the lifestyle and are happy and are finding connections with people and you also have the same things, I think it it helps them realize that it's okay. Yeah. Now, we can totally relate with the flip side of that, too, because to be 100% honest, we filter every picture we post of, yeah, we of us and Lacey, and you know we do all the same things yeah. that mm-hmm. everybody else do. You know, we, we try to put our best foot forward, so to speak. And I think you know some right. of that adding color tone and, and, and smoothing filters and stuff is just to make the image look more like it does in real life because, you know, cameras aren't the best at, you know, perfectly yep. capturing, you know, colors and things like that. Like color grading is a real thing in all pictures anyway, but there is a fine line between how much do I filter and what's too much. And, you know, you see, if you're on Instagram, you see it, like you see some people and it's like, they yeah. really look like a Barbie yeah. doll. Like they look like they're made out of plastic because the filter yeah. is so heavy and their skin is so smooth and perfect that it's like, obviously that's not what you really look like. And um, now with you know, AI too, I'm like, are you real or are you mm-hmm. like a, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Those teenage AIs that everybody was doing there for a oh, while. Yeah. I was you like, you can take a picture of yourself and make you look like yeah. a, yeah, like a 20 year old, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you want to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. But again, I think that's why people seeing pictures that are authentic will let them know that, hey, this is not just some AI filtered photo. This is this is the, the person that I'm interacting with. Yeah. So to move on, mm-hmm. are you still practicing law and doing this as well? Yeah, I am. Um, I do practice law. I'm in court pretty much every day. I'm a criminal defense attorney. So um I get to put on a suit and head to court pretty much every day. But um, I'm hoping that someday maybe my writing and OnlyFans could be full-time because being your own boss is definitely where it's at. (laughs) Do you feel like if your coworkers knew this about you, they would be like, oh, my God, what is happening? Or do you (laughs) think they would like just be like, oh, that makes sense for Sydney? (laughs) So – some of my best friends are coworkers and they know, but yeah, I'm super curious how this would all go down if, when they found out, because I mean, I do have a good story. So if they fired me because I started an OnlyFans, I'll be like, you fired the sick girl that was trying to make <laughs> yeah. money when she was in the hospital. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. And you're um, gonna call every news agency out there and exactly. be like the teacher. Yes. You're gonna be like the teacher um, and the yeah. there's been like two or three girls that have come out recently and, and kind of told their yeah. story and, and more power to them because honestly I think that's gonna make the next person that gets outed as being, you know, an OnlyFans model, maybe maybe them less likely to attack them. Because luckily well, a lot of people have kind of rallied behind those girls. And they should. I mean the reality is it's providing a vital service to people. I, I find that on my OnlyFans, the number one thing I'm doing is just communicating with people about their day. Literally it's people that want connection. It's not. And of course there's sexy elements to it, but at the end of the day, um, it's a service that a lot of us use, even the people that are, um, and not just OnlyFans, but Pornhub and all these other sites, like people, like porn they just do <laughs> they do and they all watch it well and it's like you said people that maybe aren't brave enough to go out and live their fantasies they want to live their fantasies yeah. through through some kind of you know digital media well 
yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with this work at all. And it's actually probably the most, I know this sounds super weird, but I think it's probably the most honest feeling work I've ever done because it really is about connecting with other people and on like very basic levels and helping them um, find their fantasies, which is really satisfying and cool. Well, it's, it's very sex positive too. We've talked about this, you know, like yeah. back in the day of porn, you know, the only people that were really making money were these big porn companies, right? Like they weren't paying right. the girls hardly anything or the actors hardly anything, right? They, they were taking 80, 90% and giving, you know, 10%. Well, at least with OnlyFans, you're, you're getting the 80% and OnlyFans is getting the 20%. So right. it's, it's, it's a much better system than having these girls out there working for these big companies and agencies that where they're just taking and making all the money off of them. And if people are so mad about a teacher or a lawyer or any other woman needing to do this because they're not making enough money as a teacher, or if I get sick, there's not a safety net in our society to help me out really. Um, maybe those are the questions we should be more worried about than a woman using the tools she has available to her and supporting herself. A hundred percent. No, I agree with you. That's it is, you know, it is interesting when people take that tact of, Oh, you shouldn't be doing this. And you know, like okay, the teacher thing, you know, like, do you not realize that teachers have sex lives? You know what I mean? Like and it's almost <laughs> right. like, well, but they're around kids all day. Yeah. But every adult is having sex. Like I don't, it, it's like, it's not like, Oh, you can't have sex if you're going to be around children. During well, what the day. about like, those teachers that are single that are like right, going yeah, to like uh, meeting people in Tinder yeah. and something like that. that's okay. Right. But this isn't okay. Yeah. It goes back to the double standard that we talked about in the beginning about if you're married, it's not okay. Or, then if you're single and you're talking about it. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're an OnlyFans model or a swinger, that does not make you a, a predator. And that's yeah. that's that's the stigma I, I specically hate because we've had accusations like that put against us. And it's like, oh, well, you people are really? sick. And it's like, no, we're, we're not sick. We're normal people that yeah. are, have sex lives. Like, it's not mm-hmm. – we're not criminals. You know what I mean? Like, we're not – everything we do right. is consensual between adults. That, you know, that's – there's no laws against what we're doing. It's like, like hyper consensual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah the anything, level of much more focused. Yeah, yeah, that's bananas. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I'm well, sure that's the, that that's the internet. Uh, if you haven't experienced it yet, uh, I'm sure you you will. Well, but let's just say we hope you don't have yeah, to. I experience. hope you never have to. Yeah, but uh, yeah. once you get out there, you all kinds of people will say all kinds of things, mm-hmm. and they'll you know the trolls of the internet will just find whatever niche they can that they think is going to you know get you to respond and react. So. It's kind of a crazy world, but there's also lots of positives. There is a lot of positives as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I guess you've shared a lot of your story. I I love the body positivity thing. I I love people just hearing that, hey, here's this girl that that lived the American dream, you know, did everything that she was supposed to do. And she still wasn't necessarily satisfied with that. And she's kind of found this alternative life. And um, you're talking about it. You're blogging about it. You're posting um, pictures and and videos about it. um, and I think, I think that's interesting, you know what I mean? Cause I think there are people out there that think that like this type of lifestyle is just for like lower class people, so to speak, you know what I mean? So, I th- or like a perfect looking person too, mm-hmm. right, you know, yeah. and, but there's all shapes, all sizes, all incomes, everyone's welcome. Absolutely. I don't think there, 
the biggest thing about the community is from the start, we had to break out of the box to get where we are. So you're not really meeting people and trying to make them something they're not. You're meeting them where they are. And again, like the level of consent and talking about what's going to happen and what's everyone's comfortable with, like it couldn't be further from predatory. It's like the opposite of it. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, and, and this, we've talked about it a lot too on this podcast is when you go into a swingers club or an event like that, it's like all the conversations you have in a normal, like if you went to a cocktail, you know, dinner at work or something like that, people are talking about who you voted for, what kind of car you drive or what neighborhood you live in. Where or, do you, you know, work? Where do you work? Where'd you go to college? Where'd you go on vacation? Yeah. And when you go to a swingers club, people just want to know you for you. Like that, none of that stuff seems to yes. matter, or, or, or really, none of those questions even get asked mm-hmm. or get raised. And and it's funny, you know, a lot of times when we've learned people's jobs, or you know, especially people that have more prominent jobs, a lot of times you don't learn learn that till like we've had friends that we've been friends with for a year before we know. What they I do still don't work, know what you know? like the bulk of our friends yeah. do because it doesn't matter. Right. It's not really irrelevant, you That's know. It not just, who they it are, matter. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that that seems like a much more authentic connection when you when people go in there and. And just leave all that outside and just get to know me for the person I am and not, you know, what I own or what I have or, you know, mm-hmm. any of that. Yeah, it does really have a way of kind of getting to your core a little bit because you really have to know what you want and what you're looking for to even be in the lifestyle. And so everyone, yeah, it is, it's a different connection. It's really a really positive way to form a friendship. Okay, so what what is next for for Sydney? If you look up at the next the next year, the next couple of years, what, what what if we talk to you two years from now? What are you going to be telling us? What, what's your goals? I two years from now, I would hope that I have at least one book published, maybe two. Um, I really love the idea of taking up some of these sort of equal rights issues that we've been talking about um, for people involved in the lifestyle and for other creators in OnlyFans and maybe becoming sort of an advocate in those situations Um, to use my law degree that way would be really fulfilling. Um, So I'd love to start working towards that and being a full-time creator. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And we, we connected you, you got the information for open love.org, right? Yeah. You had a conversation yes. with them. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, that's great. And, and, uh, I, I like to hear that, that, you know, and there's, cause there's a lot of people, you know, we have personal friends that have come into those kind of issues where they've, um, even Lacey herself kind of ran into a little bit of, of one of those issues where, you know, she wasn't fired from work, but as soon as they find out, they just made things so uncomfortable that it was no longer really a, uh, you know, Ugh a safe working environment, so to speak. And so, you know, yeah. she kind of got forced out without getting forced out. You know what I mean? So, um, yep. it is interesting about that. And there, there isn't much protection for people, you know, we've, we've dug into that and it, there's not a lot out there and there's, there's definitely not a lot of people advocating for those people. So I think having organizations like, like openlove.org and, uh, NCSF and Woodhall and some of these that are, you know, kind of fighting for sexual freedom and make, you know, putting the laws in place to make that a protected, um, thing. Um, 
is important kind of for the next generation of people because you know that and that's another thing when i you know it's one thing you know we're in we're 39 you know i think we're similar ages you know when i think yes. about us it's it's you know our generation maybe it's not such a big deal but I look at like my children and and the younger generation, they are very open-minded as as far as relationships and relationship structures and, and who they engage with and how they engage with. So I think is that younger generation of people, you know, grow up to be adults, you're going to start seeing more of this, not atypical, not, you know, social, not the social standards of relationships. And it's going to become more and more important to protect them from discrimination um, you know, we've talked to polyamorous people that, you know, can't find a can't can't sign a lease on a house because, you know, they won't let three adults live in an apartment and, and things like that. So I think there's a lot of work wow. to be yeah. done in this space um, to put those protections in place. And it's good to see that there's some organizations out there. And I, I applaud you for wanting to to use your uh, knowledge um, to help that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope to get down to Nashville at some point and see one of these amazing events. I I have, I'm going to a great Gatsby themed party on Friday and I'm like, you guys are having a Gatsby party. I, I know. I, I need to see what you wear. So. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see what you wear so I can start. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely come to Nashville or, or even down to secrets. If you've mm-hmm. never experienced uh, secrets hideaway down there in Orlando, you definitely need to do that. Uh, we're going to Hito. I don't know if you've been to get to any of those kind of resorts. It's a lifestyle no. resort in Jamaica. We got a trip for that planned uh, next year. A so lot of good amazing. stuff. Definitely, if you guys want to get out and um, outside of Chicago and, and and have some experiences, we would love we'd love to have you for yeah. sure. Um, okay, so if people are interested in you and your story, and they want to read your blog, and they want to sign up for your OnlyFans, where where yeah. should they go? Um, we try and keep it as simple as possible. So sydneylevy.com is my blog. Um, the Sydney Levy on Instagram and um, TikTok. And OnlyFans is also Sydney Levy. So you can find me any of those places. Yep. And, and it's Levy, L-A-V-I-E. L-A-V-I-E. Right. Yep. And you'll link it for our watching. We'll put it yep. in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, make it easy. Ah. Thank you. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Um, I hope you don't bill me for your your lawyer fees. I don't know if we can afford that, but uh, <laughs> appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to us. Um, we, we're we're huge fans, and uh, hopefully we can keep a relationship, and hopefully we uh, we see you at an event or or um, something else. If we end up in the Chicago area, we'll definitely hit you up. Amazing. Have a great night, guys. Bye. Uh, and I think with that. In a world full of apples. Be the pineapple. Be the pineapple, guys. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed our podcast and want to support us, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you want to see more of our content, you can find links to Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and more in the show notes. Come join the conversation with us and other Swinger content creators on our Swinger Society Discord server. If you have questions or feedback, email them to us at theswingnation at gmail.com. Make sure you head on over to theswingnation.net and keep up to date on all things Swing Nation. We thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.